Hello, welcome to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodjo. He is a voice called to restore the dignity of humanity, to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, to reveal the true identity of Christ in us, to raise and build people of absolute dominion, to raise a fearless generation, to bring salvation to the unsafe, revival to the brokenhearted, liberate men from captivity, to reveal the absoluteness of the Holy Ghost, to break the walls of denomination and bring about unity in the body of Christ across the continent. And now, today's message. The Lord is good. All the time. Today's a Wednesday prayer prophetic service. And then the atmosphere is so charged. Let us say amen. Bless you, Ephraim. Guy. He came all the way from Brazos today. And that's powerful. Somebody said glory to God. There is something my father told me years ago. He said that when God gives you a gift, he doesn't necessarily give you the gift, the wisdom that guides it. He expects you to birth passion so passion can teach us about it. Because truly speaking, when you've lived with something, if you've lived without something for so long and you have a chance to walk in that dimension, he expects wisdom to guide you. That wisdom he won't give you. Passion must be that to you. If that makes sense. But look at me, church. I want you to know one thing that passion on its own is a governing factor. When you are completely passionate about something, the way you go about it is different. If that makes sense. The way people dress on the outside will tell you who they are in the inside. If that makes sense. Yes, everything you see people do on the outside is tell you what they're going to do in the inside. You can't pretend to be something you are not. It's like pregnancy. One day, one day, you'll be exposed. If that makes sense. I told you, my mom told me that if you want to know the nature of a mother in the house, check what the children do on the outside. If a mother is truly spiritual when she prays, you know, spirituality goes beyond speaking of tongues. It is the act of a lifetime. You don't get me. When we say you are spiritual, it's a thought you have conceived as part of your work with God. You don't get me. You can wake up today and read Bible and forget tomorrow. You don't get me. Something can happen in your house today and you can pray for one, one week non-stop. But that is not act of spirituality. You, you, you only fake to be something you are not. The very moment you get to realize that God is the conveyor of your life and you can't live without God, that's spirituality here. You didn't clap your hands, church. So whenever you realize that somebody is being appreciated it's because they've shown through passion. If that makes sense. When the young man plays the drum, you can tell passion behind the drums. Uh, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. When, you know, when somebody's doing anything with excellence, before you fight them, check what they do. That is Africa's problem. We assume we can do all things. And that, 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 that's wrong. It is totally wrong. There are, you know, if you can't cultivate someone's passion, don't, conflict, don't, don't cultivate their gift. Because you may look at their gift and they make it look so easy. That's way difficult than that. Oh, if that makes sense. So I can bring Jenna and say, ah, Jenna, let's sing normal song now. But it will shock you that something about whatever she stands for in her spirit will give us resources. Am I communicating, please? So, whenever you are called upon to do anything, you must show genuine passion. If, I mean, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know, believers have this problem. We have a way of dressing to church on any other day. Anybody can wear jeans and come on Sunday. And will tell you, God is in the heart. And that's too wrong. But they can save to buy an attire to go to a party. Oh, you don't know. I have seen people there. Eh? 
where they dress most when they go to Africa. Because you want to prove something to your enemies. And they are laughing at you. Because enemies don't need Facebook to check who you are. Before you came, they saw you. You don't get me. I watched the movie years ago. Hmm? Where this guy wanted to tell his father he was a poor guy. But he was very rich. So anytime he goes to the village, he, he, he drove the car somewhere and wears tattered clothes. So one day the father called and said, come here. Go <laughs> into my bedroom. There is this small calabash under my bed. Bring it to me. He says, come and look at yourself. How the guy was changing. He was in the middle. He says, you can't fit. You can't put into me. Or am I communicating? So one thing to prove a point to your end by dressing nice is it's, it's, they laugh at you. You don't get it. Oh, God is good. So church, whenever you are called upon to do anything, you must do it with what? With passion. If that makes sense, you are praying in church. Someone is laughing at you because they can't pray like you. Wait until they get to see where you are. They will, they will scream. They will shout. They will jump. I'm telling you, friends. A lady gave us this testimony. How she passed her exams because, you know, in America, you can go as any length you want to go in life. This lady wants to open a whole hospital for, for, for people with mental problems. Right. So she has to go write an exam. Now, they told her that you are a black lady. And the degree you are using to open this thing is from Africa. We can't trust that. So we'll let you go to an exam. If you pass, hallelujah for you. If not, go to school for four good years. The lady said when she checks her age, going to school for four years will waste her time. So she should study in one year and make it happen. So she just applied for me again to pray for her. And God told me that I should tell her that she should smear the oil on her body the day for the final exams. And that every mistake she makes will become correct for her. And then she laughed. He's a prophet of God. This is America. This is not Africa. <laughs> God is good. And she came from a Catholic background. So these things, they don't, it, it doesn't move her. She will come on the platform even, even professor, you like, ah, why are they screaming and shouting? So finally, when she was there, and they said, you have failed big time. But for some reason, we, are, we feel like discussing as board members. So they went into the room and said, ah, the prophet says I should smell the oil on my body. So she now used the, body, the oil, I mean, on her body at the spot. When they come and they said, sorry, there are a whole of errors we saw, but after we vetted, it's actually correct for you, after the oil. Now, she just didn't scream. Right in front of them, she began to roll on the floor. And the other said, but before, if I to shower and provide professor to me, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be asking, why are you screaming and shouting? He says, bros, this kind of test, you have to roll on the floor. <laughs> am I communicating? What am I saying? So, everything that concerns God should become your priority. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? Everything that concerns God should be what your ultimate priority. You should love God sincerely, genuinely from your heart. Nothing, I told you, someone says, and I went to church and someone offended me, so I won't go to church again. That is how, that's how, how, how childish you are. But if that makes sense. Hey, me, I can't go to church again. There are too many... Somebody said, Me, I can't trust the Bible because a man wrote the Bible. Were you expecting dogs to write the Bible? Were you waiting for cats to write the Bible or snakes? <laughs> Praise God. Truly speaking, you don't know when God will give you honor. Did you hear me? You truly don't know when God will give you what? Honor. 
God has a way of giving people whatever they work hard for. That is why people try to play God and play church. God laughs at you. Because there will always be a time whereby every seed you sow will show for. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> then he said, everything that is always important always comes at your place of birth. But you may never tell. Until you grow into an age in life whereby you are too busy to go about it again, it will come back to you. Everything important does not die. It goes around and comes again to you. If that makes sense. If we tell you to get vacated and you say you won't get vacated, trust me, you realize that something about life will demand for that. Oh, true of us. When we tell you to shape in your character and you think life is yours, forgetting everybody, there will be a time in life where the need of character will save you. Either way, so the, the most in everything that will help you become who God wants to be here, at birth, it will be presented as a gift to you. The Lord told me, access is first a gift. Access is first a gift, then a reward, and after was a test. May God help us so we can love God unconditionally. Because trust me, it's not easy serving God in this sinful world. The enemy can present plenty choices, plenty choices, plenty choices. I've seen many people. I've seen many people. You can, you know, <laughs> this is why the prophetic ministry will never die. Oh, God is good. Because prophecy speaks of God. Am I communicating? There is no way you would ever get to know what a spirit thinks of you until a spirit speaks to you. The very moment the spirit now speaks to you, you cannot know what he's thinking of you. Now, your life can't be any other thing else apart from God's choice for you. If that makes sense. You are not permitted to make any choice outside God's standard for your life. If you do, you are out of God's plan. The will of the Father is God's life. Oh, am I teaching you? The Lord told me this. When you begin to live a life of perfection in God's sight, even your prayer points are guided by God. There are things you may not pray about. Not because you can't pray for them or pray about them. It's because you are guided by God that he, 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 he regulates everything that concerns you. Every prayer point every believer should make on the altar must be in accordance with destiny and fulfillment. <laughs> oh, am I teaching you? I repeat, when God does all this for you and the love is not strong, when troubles come, you fade away. Hey, tough times can come home. Do you hear me? There are days where the enemy will tell you, stop going to church. Oh, am I communicating? The enemy will tell you, stop going to church. Oh, yeah, oh, stop, stop going to church. <laughs> uh, don't, go, don't, don't go to church again. And you know, in this country, in Europe like this, the enemy has ways of convincing people. Oh, true or false? Oh, I'm alright. You will get a demon who come as a fake friend to you. Who will convince you, oh, that church never entered there. Someone told me in Africa, man of God, the kind of money I'll use to give to pastors, I'll give to those on the, on the street. I'll give to orphans and orphanages. Because pastors are criminals. I said, ah, but I'm a man of God. He said, oh, okay. What? Same thing, same thing. 
God is good. I was boiling with heat. But my people told me that, you know, journalists, they will say these things just to trigger something in you. Yes, so they can get, because in this end time, good news does not sell. <laughs> God is good. So, if you come with good message, oh no. Yes, ago, my friend posted a prophecy of mine on social media and said, powerful prophecy by Benjamin. The view was 1,000. Now, the same video he posted in three weeks and wrote, Prophet Benjamin Fodjo exposed. We had 10,000 viewers. <laughs> ah, they were like, why are you deceiving us? <laughs> Where is the exposed? Where is the exposure? <laughs> God is good. Please. Yesterday, daddy told me something powerful. He said, no amount of love that a man shows you can equate the trust God has for a man. Did you hear me? He says, no amount of love that a man shows you can ever equate to the trust that God has for you. Because trust is for spirits. Love is for men. Did you hear me? You know, you must be sensitive to God to trap wisdom when fathers are speaking. So that God would make you know how to go about things in life. He says, there's no way that the love that a mortal man has for you can be equal to the trust God has for you. Because the love of God can't be defined by human beings. So that love in the spiritual realm is called trust. Am I communicating, church? It's, you know, it's important. It's important that in destiny, you get to know things that truly matter in life. Am I teaching it? Am I teaching it? May God help us and preserve us. Even if I decide not to teach today as a Wednesday Bible service, just this intro is powerful. And the says, trust belongs to spirits. God is good. Philippians, we are still talking about completeness. Hallelujah. Completeness. What a powerful God. It come out of us, Jesus. Philippians 1, verse 6. I think I began with something on Sunday, Amari, which I want every believer to hear me clearly, well, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I need you to hear me because this is a message from my heart. It will help you live big time. God, according to scriptures, has never been sincerely happy for the resource men produce alone without he not tracking where you came from. Resource to God is not the attained answer or the achieved desire. Resource is how much of God that came into a man's life. Because when you start the creation from mankind, everything that must add value to you should be from God and nothing else again. When people become less spiritual, they begin to celebrate physical assets as testimony. Meanwhile, when you live according to God, these physical dividends must help you advance the kingdom and not yourself. Truly speaking, 
We have human beings today who have succeeded in the wrong things, yet they call themselves successful people. Everything that should add value to you must be what God said concerning your life and nothing else again. You know, the power of the flesh can make you decide on things that will make you less of a spirit. If that makes sense. You know, hear me clearly well, church. Your life was constructed to showcase God. Your life was created to reflect heaven upon the earth. Anytime the Pharisees came to Jesus asking who the father was, he told them, look at me. If that makes sense. So before we tell believers to look at us based on character-wise, there should be something about us that make them see a clear picture of God. If that makes sense. Jesus was teaching and demons began to flee. He wasn't casting out demons. If that makes sense. There's a place you get in God, ladies and gentlemen. You reflect God in his highest form. Whereby people can tell God's glory in your life. I told you, there is a seal that comes upon the life of every man when you stay in God's presence. It's called glory. Am I teaching a church? But it looks like gradually the church is deviating from that. There are people that were worth millions in the early days of the church. Whereby they were confident enough to sell whatever they had for God's gospel. Because they knew that whatever they had at that time wasn't for them. You know... If you're a believer and you lack discernment, you can't tell where God is. When people become spiritual, you walk in the breath of heaven. When you get to trap in your spirit, man, what God wants to do at a particular time. But believers can tell. I'm going somewhere, church. Gradually, we have prayed for things that will fight us against us one day, some way, somehow. All because we left God's party. I'm going somewhere. God's definition for completeness simply means that all the things he spoke about, you've lived a life. If he didn't see you live that life he created for you, you are not complete in him. Because the flesh can make you so see the wrong things and that's too dangerous. Hey, sometimes the silence of God may not be a proof of his absence. Sometimes it can be a proof of his departure. Am I teaching church? No, I, I want to teach you this, that in this kingdom where we come from, eh, the only way God can add genuine value to you is when you go through pains. If the destiny you are going through has no passion for blame, so for blame, for pain, for, for, for tears, for sorrow, God cannot trust you. Because in the kingdom where we came from, the only time God became the king of all kings was when he was laid stripped naked on the cross of Calvary. This part of life, people want to dodge. What must come through experience will not come through prophecy. What must come through pain will not come through prayer. I'm telling you, church. And I can tell you that you can easily deviate from this part. Because when pain comes around men, people feel an enemy has hatched over them. Because in the place of pain, God keeps quiet. Oh, am I teaching you? In the place of pain, God recreates man. It's called completeness. You didn't get me. <laughs> Church, I told you. This is why God will always tell women to submit to their husbands. Because your physical achievement may sponsor your pride. So God says in beauty, in beauty, if he can't find submission, he can't call you a woman. I'm not teaching at all. I'm not teaching at all. I'm going somewhere, church. 
Anytime you have an achieved results and you come before them seeking for help, if he does not break all the results you have already there, you can't give him a praise and an honor. Oh, truly speaking, do you know how many people God gave them grace and they forgot where God picked them from? Oh, two of us. I have seen plenty. I have seen plenty people. I have seen, I have seen plenty people whereby they felt that whatever they had was whatever they wanted in this kingdom. And God says, no. There is something deeper than the eye. It's called destiny. You don't get it. <laughs> ah, praise God. I might have a I can tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, the only way God can truly accept men as who they are and for them to be complete in him is to see how pain has taken pride out of her life. Eh? It is very possible for God to take you up there. Hmm? And he will leave you for the hands of time to judge you. You'll be very quiet. It will appear as though God has forgotten about you. God is watching what you're going to do. Because when God gives you things, he allows your character decides its longevity. Yes, I go. I was praying to God. Asking God for anointing. Because I realized there was a burden in the city. There was a cry in the heart of God. Well, God told me that young prophets were missing. When I came to this country, I only knew of young preachers who wanted to preach revival. If that makes sense. But the idea whereby young prophets will now prophesy, like fathers do, I didn't see any when I came here. Who oh, asked my dad? We knew people could speak things, but as to somebody who stands as a prophet, we didn't see any. And even to date in this country, all the young preachers I see, they are all spitting revival. But the idea whereby somebody could stand and then, you know, their destiny wasn't. If that makes sense. And God told me something that shocked me. He shocked me something. He told me that Benjamin, the idea is not to be anointed alone. The idea is to stay anointed. <laughs> he says, the idea is not just to get anointed. The purpose is to stay anointed. Because in this kingdom, the very moment you stay consistent, you are still winning. If you lose what he once gave you, that thing remains a permanent loss. And you can't be trusted with the first trust he once had for you. You know, when the enemy blindfolds you with the pleasures of the earth, and you're not dealing down in any kind of lifestyle, you are hurting yourself. God may forgive you. God told me this. He says, no matter how angry you are, watch what you see because your words may be forgotten. He says, your words may be forgiven but never forgotten. So some of the acts you live by, God will watch you. He will just keep quiet. His mercy will stretch forth and touch you. But something about his first that will depart from you. He will either let somebody who shares destiny partner with you work in that same era. Or maybe some way, he chooses somebody else to work in that same line. I'm telling you. 
If you don't know the things you have lost, hmm? if God does not open your eyes to see the things you have lost, if God does not tell you the depth of the loss of trust he has for you, begin to cry. Because if God should show you how people sinned against him and how one grace left them, some sin went against God's counsel and to date, God did not find anybody trustworthy next to give the grace of some sin. Some things are very rare. Sometimes the idea is not just the baby, like Sarah. God was constructing a whole kingdom in her stomach so that Jesus could come through. So the enemy knowing how powerful the seed of Sarah will be like, he says, let me go through the same Sarah to fight Abraham by impregnating her slave called Hagar. We know that Muslims came from Abraham. The same person God calls his best friend. That's the same place the enemy for destiny from. Oh, I'm not talking here. Now, are you aware everything Muslims do was whatever they saw Abraham do? Now, there are 4.5 billion Muslims in the world. And I can tell you in confident authority, they are all going to hell. The same man God promised the nation to has, has become the same seed that men will enter hell from. If you are not careful and God should tell you the things of you cry, you weep. When pain comes around the man, God acts as though he was never with you. You will scream like Jesus, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabatani, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? People who changed the course of their destinies were people who didn't understand how to maximize pain. Check. Most people, somewhere, somehow, they became faithful to God after they showed true compassion. But you realize the mistakes committed were too much, were too strong. I repeat, never in time has God ever blessed anybody for one person. He always has a legacy in view. Abraham said that I'm going to serve the Lord with my household by circumcising everybody in the house. God always has tomorrow in view, not just today. Whenever the enemy wants you to give up on your problems, then think tomorrow. Think about what? Tomorrow. When things are tough and the enemy is presenting to you factors. I, I'm releasing a wisdom nugget this evening. And I was telling my father this. That I realized that in this kingdom, eh, we have many people with smoke without fire. You didn't hear me? We have many people what? With smoke without what? Fire. <laughs> The Lord told me that he doesn't judge success alone by its exposure. He judges success by its stature. Men are judged from the depth in which they climb from, not just the height they've risen to. You don't get it. Am I teaching you? Hey, you don't know why the husband is not coming. The issue is not just the husband. The character must be in alignment with God. So you don't fight God's plan for your own life. Sometimes we say that enemies are after us. Sometimes we say weapons are fighting us. Make sure you are not the same weapon killing yourself. You need to clap your hands, church. Pain in this kingdom is an asset. It's a gift. It's your ticket. It's your track record. 
something about where you are coming from will be labeled on your body and that will give you audience in the spirit. People rise into reverential honor based on the pain they've access in destiny. I'm telling you, friends. I'm not teaching here. Every woman in this house was given birth before. You had the chance to kill the baby by keeping quiet when the pain became intensive. True of us. Oh, true of us. Oh, I'm not teaching here. Just imagine you entered the labor ward. My uncle, Pastor Kodro, years ago, I don't know if he was the last born or the fifth child. He was in the labor room with his wife. And the baby, I mean, the, the wife was, I mean, the, the wife was delivered, but it was so strong that he couldn't look at whatever it was. So <laughs> doctors had to leave the wife and then hold him because the way he was reacting, <laughs> it was even dangerous than the woman himself. <laughs> oh God, this good. Yes, that is destiny. Am I teaching you? What do I say? That is what? Destiny. I told you from the beginning of this message that God has never given anybody wisdom on how to go about what he gives you. He, he expects you to look at the, how you suffered, how you stayed uncompromising when you wanted that thing. He expects you to double that same passion on how to go about it. Because if you lose gifts, You've given somebody blessing. Your exit is someone's entrance. I'm teaching you. <laughs> There's a place whereby pain must take you to. Whereby your prayers are no more centered on yourself, but on the will of the Father. You don't get me. <laughs> Jesus Christ had the chance of giving upon himself. By saying that, Father, I would really want this cup to run over me. But at the end of the center, he says, it is better for God's will to come to pass. If that makes sense, church. The will of the Father is that men will be translated into God through pain. I'm telling you. The will of the Father is that people will see God through pain. Church, there's a realm of God you can't enter until you have pain. That realm, prayer and fasting cannot take you there. I'm telling you. That realm called pain, you would have the chance to give up on God, if that makes sense. The realm of pain is a realm of death, if that makes sense, church. Whereby you die to emotions, you die to feelings. That's how God operates. If you want to be completing God, have this mind. You will always go through uncertain things and uncertain times. Hey, there are days you lose money and God says it's good. He'll tell you, praise the Lord for losing the money. Ah, look at you. Job was a holy man. He was a righteous man. Oh, God is good. And the Bible says, after he lost his children, God says, Kai, I want to now see the holiness of Job. And God says he was holy not because he touched the woman. Not because he did anything. Just the fact he couldn't speak against God. God says, Kai, you're a holy man. I'm not teaching it all. Huh? In the place of pain, everything that echoes from your belly, hmm, it's your direct identity. You don't get me. Huh? You can't hide forever. Something about life reality will expose you. Many have missed this track record. I can tell you. Because when they were waiting upon the Lord, eh, it was hard for them to perceive God's voice. They couldn't tell God's voice. They couldn't tell. Look at me. I told you before that destiny is eternity past into eternity future. 
In other words, this journey called life was completed in God because life is God. If you assume that life is only associated to breath, you will lose what life really means. Because the breath you see as an advantage has nothing when it goes before the Lord. People who breathe in fresh air, if you enter into heaven, that air cuts short. Because the life you need to work with is your alignment with God and God alone. <laughs> Oxygen has no place in heaven. Oh, you don't get me. Did you hear me? So if you only think life is only associated to how much of air you have in you, you are way dead and gone. Life is God. I'm at your church. There is something only pain can give you. There is something only rejection can give you. Trust me when I say this. <laughs> I repeat. Love is for men. Trust is for spirit. In the place of pain, spirits find trust. In the place of abundance, men look for love. Did you hear me? You know, if you have money today, you have many friends. I'm telling you. If money should enter your hand, you have what? Many. Uh, Every time I go to Ghana, my sons are many. I don't know where they come from. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> uh, there are times I'll get to a program eh, and there'll be plenty at the door. And I ask them, who are these? Ah, bros, these are the sons of the prophet. And they all be in red tie, white shirts, black suits. God is good. When I'm preaching, they will be screaming and shouting about, yes, Lord, yes, my father. I'm like, I've never seen them before. <laughs> oh, God is good. You know, in these days, eh, if you don't have money, don't become a spiritual father. Because when someone is getting married, they give you invite. Prophet of God, I'm inviting you for my wedding, sir. The invite means come and buy me something. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> God is good. I was at Bartomeu's wedding in Ghana. The Lord is good. And some of my guys came around and said, Prof, the way you flew from Europe to Ghana for his wedding, then when we get married, you have to fly to... Wow. <laughs> Oh, praise God. You know, there are things you can never command until people see certain kind of influence. And I want to think, church, don't get me wrong. I want you to know that physical resource is a witness to the world. You didn't get me? There's a message you can only preach better and have with resources in this kingdom. How am I communicating? Because you just don't preach words. You preach life behind words. Everything that God makes it function through you. When you have a track record of a character, it becomes part of you. You don't get me? When people live holy lives and they preach something about fear in their heart, it becomes part of them. Am I teaching you? If a man must be complete in God, hear me clearly well. Always learn to expect the unexpected. Hey, you can sleep and lose your everything tomorrow. Oh, trust me. And God would expect you to praise him in that same way. Eh? In that same, that same way 
things should have been very good for you. The very moment you change in that act, the sky, there is something wrong about the love you claim you have for me. Ah, Job heard that the babies were no more. He shaved off his hair. The Bible says he now gave God thanks. That, that thanksgiving was sincere from his heart. How do you hear the death of your son and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God, for taking my son away. Ah. <laughs> uh, what we are reading is not letters. It happened life and college. It is not story, story. It is not Peter Pan. <laughs> oh, God is good. Last four weeks, we had an accident. God is good. God told me that I should pray for that guy who's driving the car. And God told me anoint his feet. So God told me that I should recite the same words Christ recited unto your coming my soul. I said, bros, I want to sleep now. But recite this quotation. He said, prof, why? I said, recite this quotation. I want to sleep now. When the car just said, like <laughs> I was screaming, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> God is good. So I woke up. I'm like, what is it? He said, bros, can't you see? Now, I was thinking that when I got an accident, the airbag must come towards you. As for us, our airbag didn't come to us. So it went to the glass. I said, airbag where you were created to protect us. You went to the glass. Who is in the glass? God is good. Now, we saw how God made us escape death in two seconds. And I knew that death is not tomorrow. It can be now. <laughs> it's not far. Death, it's, not, it's, just, it's just close to like that. God is good. Now, the way my guy hits the, <laughs> hit the thing brown like that, he was quiet for one hour. He said, prof, my spirit has left my body. <laughs> God is good. Now, I'm like, let me call. They said, no, you can't call that thing now. I feel very bad. But, you, you know, you could realize he was very weak. That is how God looks at men when you go through pain. You become very pale. You become very transparent. And he'll tell you that don't give up on the battle now. Because in this case, you are being surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. Paul is looking at you. Peter is watching you. Even Christ is looking at you. He's watching you. If you give up, you have lost the battle because at that very place is the deciding factor of your destiny. What do you do? What, what do you do? If you haven't gotten to the zero point of your life, haven't begun destiny yet, if it's a battle. This thing called I trust in Jesus, it shouldn't be based on good things. Because if evil things will care to you, you may curse him. The wife of Job said, why don't you curse God and die? My community. No, I can tell you. My father told me that in life, eh, you need the very people God has given to you. If that makes sense. Yeah. He said, 
It's important to have many people around you. But it's a blessing when the people God made are for you. He says, because in the spirit, even if somebody is not a witch, and they've not been called by God for you, their spirit is so weak that the enemy can use them at any time. Oh, you don't know. Are you aware that somebody can look at you and, and become very envious? They might not be witches who. Just the fact they don't understand why God has blessed you alone makes them feel envious about you. Oh, two of us. I have, I have, I have learned life through pain. Yeah. I have, I have, I understood destiny better when pain came to us. I told you, we, we did wake up one day to decide that people will not stand me at this moment again. Years ago, 2012, 2013, 2014, we had a bunch of pastors coming in here. Oh, yeah. We had a bunch of pastors. These would come here. They would come and preach, preach, make noise, shout, prophesy, and pass the leaf like that. Later, God caused a strong remnant in this house where the young men began. Daddy was glad. Daddy was happy. And we're all excited. Go to me. Danger has come. I'm like, ah. But I see a glory emerging. God says, that is danger coming to you. I said, how? He says, look further. When I looked, I saw that the people that were standing in the pulpit, they began to gang up against themselves. And God says, you'll lose them one day. He said, but they'll live in a bitter way. They will live in a painful way. They will live in exile. Look at me, church. When an enemy wants to cause you pain, when they realize they can't find any spot around you, they need to frame something. If you're not careful to character, they will use your mistake to fight you. I'm telling you. He says, they will cause you big pain. I told my dad. We saw how people came to give testimony. And I used to go here and travel. I mean, yeah. And they had buckets in the church too. And God told me, watch. At the point in time, they became, they were filled with pride. And God told me, this is how men die. Now that they feel they've gotten what they wanted, watch. Life will cause them to disappear. When God wants to put you in the path of God, in this kingdom, aside holiness, the next thing is pain. The Lord told me, the attention you get when you go through pain in destiny is as powerful as holiness. There is this commanding factor that only God can give a man when you go through pain. When you go through this pain without a compromised character. Papa Deboye said he has vowed not to speak any evil thing about God. So when things are good, he says, praise the Lord. When things are bad, he says, Jesus is Lord. Kenneth Copeland went to his church to do program for him. And he said, ah, how is it that you said you learned to do ministry for me? But me, I can't have commanding car like you. He said, I danced every member inside. If that makes sense. He has over 50,000 members. So he says he danced the members inside the church. He says when things were tough, he began to dance and praise God. The man was in Kaduna. God says, enter to me, God. And that was it. Can I preach here? Every pain you are going through, we institute you as a legacy in the spirit. You didn't hear me, church. Whereby you just don't pray unto God, you remind God of his covenant. Mm-hmm.
Thank you and God bless you for listening to Wisdom Moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodger. Don't forget to share with us how this message has been a blessing to you and your family on plus 324-9209-0454 or email us at office at benjaminfodger.org. Follow Prophet Benjamin on Facebook, YouTube, podcast at Prophet Benjamin Fodger. On Instagram is Benjamin underscore Fodger. Twitter is Senior Benjamin Fodger. And on website is www.benjaminfodger.org. Raise the moment with Prophet Benjamin Fodger. The vision, the mission, the passion. The passion.